ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, in just a few minutes, enjoy Benchwarmers the Podcast with your host, Terry King, and Mark DeLeon, and their special guest, Eddie Agin. Today, we will be talking about, Terry? Theme parks. Wow. Oh, no. Is that what I signed up for? Oh, man. <laughs> to be fair, you're the reason why I'm on here again. I'm the reason? Whoa, whoa. Yes, because you, you brought up Adventures Through Inner Space. Oh, my fucking God. You you didn't expect someone to listen, did you? <laughs> no, see, here's the thing. I actually, I actually, I actually like it, Adventures Through Inner Space. I, I, I like it a lot more than I like uh, Living with the Land, so... To, uh, to be fair, I was going to come in as a defense of Living with the Land as well. Thank you. Oh Thank God. you. See, now it's two against one. But I will admit, he is right that it was more like a poor Jungle Cruise when they did have a host. Yeah, they don't have exactly. one anymore, so now it's a cool attraction. No, it's even worse. <laughs> I would rather have I would rather have jaded Floridian guys being like, yeah, so this is where we uh, you know, breed fish and eat them after yeah well, you, mean, you mean florida man yeah sure florida man before he goes complete florida man yeah terry let's not go with that logic because in that case you know i you know I, there's jobs that i enjoy <laughs> that is true so anyway if you're listening <laughs> la- last week sorry la- <laughs> last week we went got really bro last week or la- two weeks ago okay last episode we got really bro yeah, there you go come on Come on. Sorry, I got, I got it right. Uh, this episode, we're going the opposite direction. We're going very nerdy. We're going theme parks. We're going to deep dive into this. So buckle up. Yeah, absolutely. Because when he said Adventures Through Inner Space, uh, that triggered in my mind. Uh, I think I could definitely hit you guys with some really weird Disney attractions. Uh, present, uh, presented not by even Disney. Canto. Yes, not even, well, I mean, not even Disney attractions. We could do other weird attractions from all over the world. We could, we could. Um, like E.T., E.T. was very weird to me. E.T. is a strange whoa, one. Whoa, whoa, you, you, ooh, you, you, ooh, carefully, lads, carefully. I will not have E.T. be besmirched on this podcast. Here's the thing. I think it's strange, and I love it, but Terry takes a very different angle to it. Yeah, when, when Terry, Eddie, E.T. When, says your name when you're in Florida, and he I used to say here. Yeah, see, but when when Eddie told me to get on it with him, um, I I did not know what I was getting into. It's like the first half, I was like, okay, this is good. This is great. And then we went to his home planet, and that's where it went off the rails. What do you mean? You say that like it's not as weird as uh, the adventures of Winnie the Pooh, where you just go through Winnie going, basically going... Or going through an ecstasy high, and you just kind of have to ride it out with him. Come yeah, on, you that, got a point. That's, that's what you expect from Winnie the Pooh. I did not expect that with <laughs> ET. It's aliens, and his whole thing is like friendship and building relationships. Otherwise, he dies. Also, that ride had like a very, very weird smell inside the show building. Well, that's because it's old. And though, to be fair, you do have if they should ever replace it, which at this point with the third theme, fourth theme park, apparently how they call it. um, It doesn't look like that's going anywhere anytime soon. But now you have the street cred on your belt of having ridden an opening day attraction of uh, Universal Studios, Florida. Yeah, well, I've also a lot of opening day Disneyland attractions. Well, I mean, this is the only one left because it was the only one that still works. Hell yeah, baby. Do you see that? You see that? That's a testament, right? To how good that attraction was. How well that attraction was uh, built. 
Because Universal will get rid of any good attractions they have, too. Uh, Back to the Future, the ride, Jaws, you know, all that other stuff. So, you know. No, can, we, can, we, can we really call Back to the Future a ride? Because I, th- I feel like that was more of a show, if anything. It was it was one of the few. It was that really decisive moment in the 90s when they started saying, okay, the show is everything. Because that was the same kind of thing that happened with Indiana Jones. And you had the whole story from beginning, from the moment you walked into the land, all the way through. So, like, definitely, yeah, it, I guess you could classify it more as a show. But, yeah, it was an attraction itself and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it was very influential at the time. Plus, if we want to t- talk about weird attractions, it replaced Battlestar Galactica on the studio tour. I didn't even know that there was a bat- Battlestar Galactica portion. Uh, yeah, it was strange and not great in my opinion, but I know there's a lot of fans out there. So, you know, hot takes all around. I mean, I, I like the universal, like classic attraction, Fast and the Furious. If Fast oh and the Furious God. supercharged. Classic. You know, so bad. The helicopter. Hang on, talking... sorry, real quick. <laughs> yep. My, my one thing that I have to say about that and why I hate it, like I used to love it, ironically, but I I just can't get over this even even for like a joke. The helicopter is the size of Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, really? Why? I've yeah, never been it's on it. So. Mini copter. Um, I will say, and uh, uh, this is the one good point I will give it. I do think it does the screens better than King Kong three hundred and sixty. Because oh, really, because you're very because you're very much in King Kong three hundred and sixty three D. You're in a tube. You're very much in a tube, and what's going on in front of you and behind you doesn't matter. And uh, when the attraction's over, they open the doors at the end, and light floods in, and you're very clearly in a cement tube. At least Uh-oh. with Fast and the Furious Supercharged, the screen curves around to the front, so you can look forward and see what's going on ahead of you. And then there's a small tunnel of uh, cargo containers that keeps the light shielded as it as it's over and it ends in a bunch of containers so there's some like attempt there but that's again that's the least of your worries compared to the rest of it (laughs) see uh usually at that point of the ride i'm i'm like in the middle of getting hammered so like i'm not really worried about being in a cement tube i know i'm I'm worried about i'm worried about chugging my second marker or sorry strawberita in my hand I'm pe- <laughs> still trying to finish my Limerita. Yeah, I know people say that their favorite part of the attraction is the end, but literally for me it is, because it makes more sense than the other one. Not by much, but very little. I mean, this is coming from Mark, whose favorite attraction is a Jimmy Fallon ride, so... I love the Jilly F- Jimmy Fallon ride. Hang on. I'm going to... Hang on, Terry. I'm going to choke you if you say that one more time. <laughs> I will literally come to your house. Uh-huh. I will... And you know what? I don't even need the gate code. I'm going to go through the uh, the golf course and just hop the fence into your backyard and wait for you unsuspectingly to open that door. I'm going to just go to town, Terry. You're going to choke me? Yeah, daddy. Is that, is that a promise? Daddy. He is king. A, <laughs> he is a king. It, it, uh, it is a threat and a promise. Okay. It, hang on, though. I got to talk about the Jimmy Fallon ride for a right, second let's, let's and why, why I love it. Because Real it, quick, before we get on that tangent, yes, I've never actually yes. been on that ride. That's I fair. Just, I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, here's the thing. I love late night television, and it starts with a museum of all the Tonight Show hosts, oh and they have God. stuff from all the different ones. So that's great for me. 
Um, and then wait, what does what does Conan have? It, they have a they have a small window of Conan stuff, and it's like a little yeah. section of his desk and a, and like the mug and some of the stuff. It, it, they they want to show like the creation of the show during the era, so they have like TV cameras, scripts, other stuff Ooh. like that on display. Okay. So there's it's not a lot, but the fact that they even acknowledged it is, is incredible. So is, is yeah, the, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. So is the Conan display as as big as his you know time on the show? It is smaller than the rest. It is a very oh. small window, but. To be fair, it is there. Again, that's pretty, uh, in my opinion, that's incredible. Uh, that is asking for a lot at that point. Right. And then the attraction itself, I, without giving away too much, it fills that really niche void that w- that Universal Florida has always had an attraction where you go through different things going on in a city in a tour. So they had... Um, Fantastic World of Hanna Barbera, which was one of my favorite attractions. <laughs> Elroy Jetson gets kidnapped by a Dick Dastardly, and Yogi and the company have to go find him through the worlds like Scooby Doo and stuff. And then that got replaced by Jimmy Neutron's Nicktoons Blast, where uh, you have to go save Jimmy's newest rocket while flying through like Rugrats and SpongeBob and our stuff. And while this is all, you know, Jimmy Fallon stuff. It does kind of serve the same kind of thing where you you're you're going through New York, going a tour. It's you know I do love that. <laughs> does it resemble huh. his movie Taxi? Oh God, no, it does not. But I it resembles the studio audience, if that makes any difference at all. <laughs> no idea. I've never been on it, so I, I couldn't tell you. Yep, exactly. All right, that's my that's my pitch on why I like. Uh, Jimmy found it's purely like circumstantial. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You know, you just reminded me. Um, Universal Studios. Now that since we're, I guess this is a Universal Studios centric episode. I'm just we're going. Kidding. We're but, going around on everything. We'll 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 come back around. We're gonna we'll, go on all the rides. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my 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 most fond memory as a child at Universal Studios was. Do you, I don't know if you remember this? I'm sure you do, but. There was like a little play area for kids where like you could shoot foam balls at each other and it was like a double as like a little bit of a water park. Yep. I remember, remember that? that. Yeah. Oh my god. When did they get rid of that? That was sometime between my last visit and my first visit as an adult. That was that was around for, you know, uh, quite a while. That was probably I don't know the exact year, but it was removed for uh Wizarding World stuff. Oh, uh, those Goddamn Harry Potter nerds. Well, to be fair, Harry Potter also leveled the Gibson Amphitheater. <laughs> and I'm just yeah, like... Yeah, that's true. That was that was a bummer for me. I'm not going to lie. It's like, I, to be fair, I feel you on the water park thing. But also, like, a performance venue in Los Angeles just got raised for Harry Potter. <laughs> as, as it should be. As it should be. I'm like, here's my oh, butter beer. It cost us everything. <laughs> so, Eddie, it cost us an incredible venue. Will will you be going on the Velocicoaster anytime soon? <laughs> no, I don't like um, I don't like coasters uh, in general. Uh, I do have a limit. I can I can go on some of them, like Thunder. I really like it. Disney. Um, yeah, here's the thing. I you know I don't know how I feel about Velocicoaster yet. I really like the the premise behind it. I don't know if you've seen anything about it, but the whole idea is the fact that. It's cashing in on the idea that the that a roller coaster in a in a Jurassic World dinosaur theme park is a bad idea, and you know is <laughs> so very much by Owen himself. 
but at the same time, it is a very bad idea, and it destroys this beautiful vista across the lake that was just this pristine, lovely view of this Jurassic Park Visitor Center replica, and now there's like a 200-foot-high hat right next to it. (laughs) Okay, what about Hagrid's uh, motorbike adventure? I might do that. I might do that because that is that does look a little more easy, and I really like, um, yeah, the attention to detail on that has been fantastic from what I can tell. You know, sorry, on a related note, not exactly Florida note, but um, what's the Hippogriff Adventure? Is that what it's called? Flight of the Hippogriff. Uh, yeah, Flight of the Hippogriff. Sorry, uh, that attraction. If you go at around sunset or like you know dusk. It's gorgeous. It's a good view in Hollywood. I was going to say, because it's it's both. It's there, too. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you get a lovely view of the Walter Lance building here. (laughs) The creator of Woody Woodpecker. Lovely. So, you know what? I just I didn't realize that there was a high school literally like maybe uh, 100 feet from the Hogwarts Castle in Florida. You know, there's a lot of instances that are like that as well. There's a school right across the street from uh, Walt Disney Studios in Burbank. Oh, sir, really? Yeah. Huh. Oh my god, yeah, you're right. I I never like clocked that until right now. Oh my and, god. Yeah, and there's also a elementary school right by Disneyland too. Like I was literally down the street. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, could you imagine? Like I said I came all the time and I went to school up in Los Angeles. Could you imagine your school being like a minute away you like walking distance yeah wait is that the is that the walt disney elementary school i i think or... that's the studio one i'm not sh- uh, to be fair i don't know the names of all the elementary schools in the area uh, <laughs> that's not my mo that's a good thing that's a good thing yeah, yeah you, should, you shouldn't be you should not know the, the names of the schools have you, <laughs> you just reminded me of the hangover where they're just like did you have to park so close and they're like right in front of a school and Alan goes, uh, Zach Galifianakis, for the uninitiated, he goes, I'm not allowed to be within 200 feet of a school or a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Hang on now. I'm going to make a really janky transition over to uh, Disney be- okay. because one of the attractions that always comes to mind when I talk about weird attractions, I don't know if either of you have heard of this. Have you either of you heard of the making of me? No. The making of me, like M E. Yes. That's a big no for me. Please elaborate. So, you said you didn't like living with the land because it feels like a uh, you know assignment, and yeah, it feels exactly. like a, like a, you know teacher a lecture. How about uh, if I told you in the Wonders of Life Pavilion? The central attraction, not the major attraction, but the one in the right center of it, was a theater attraction, a show, with Martin Short talking to you about the uh, sexual intercourse and the <laughs> how babies are made. Oh, buddy! Whoa, buddy! All right, you're, you, where can I, where can I sign up for that? Oh, this, all right? this, sounds, this sounds very familiar. Now we're talking. Well, I <laughs> see. You had me at Martin Short because hashtag O Canada, right? Formerly, <laughs> formerly of hashtag O Canada. I just remembered this. I'm going to mention it later too. I've been on the Martin Short trifecta of Disney attractions. Dear Lord. 
<laughs> yep. Because yeah, Wait, there, so there's there's Oh Canada. There's the Wonders of Me. What's the last one is, uh, I'll just mention it real quickly here, because it's a good attraction, at least in my opinion. I really loved it. It's gone now. But in Disneyland Paris, uh, at the Walt Disney Studios Park, they had this lovely show called Cinemagique. And that was very much very French and a very history of film kind of thing. And so they, you know, it starts as this black and white presentation of, ah, we love film. And then Martin Short, an, an actor, comes up onto the stage talking about his luggage lost in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets zapped into the film and lives out the entire 20th century of film as it evolved through, you know, you started black and white, then sound, then color, uh, the Western, the epic, Star Wars, all that kind of stuff. And then he has to kind of, you know, choose between, you know, his old life and his love. It's it's very beautiful and very sentimental. Much like you the he, me. <laughs> you said he has to choose between his love, between love and his life? Or yeah. his, well, his life? his old life. Okay, that's that's like the epitome of like French films, dude. Like, I, oh my oh, god, yeah. I it just oozes French the way like I'm just thinking about it, and I'm like, oh god, it's so pretentious. I love it. I want to watch it. It's one of my favorite things, and it got replaced by a Marvel stunt show. God damn it! <laughs> to be fair, Marvel stunt show is all right, but I really do uh, miss that attraction very greatly. All right, bias aside, Indiana Jones stunt show spectacular or the Marvel stunt show? Oh, if come on, that's that, and Eddie's gonna answer. I said, bi- I said bias aside. So. Okay, here's the thing: I can say bias aside. Objectively, I, objectively, the Indiana Jones one is better. Okay, <laughs> because okay. it actually does attempt to show you different parts of the stunt and filmmaking process. Ah, okay. I've actually never seen that show. It's a it's a great show. It's really fantastic. And if it were running right now, I'd recommend it. I mean, I did get the pick when we went, so. Yeah, I did, Ooh. which was uh first time. <laughs> so yeah, first Ooh. time for everything. Exactly. Oh hey, I heard I heard rumors that uh Club Cool is going back into Epcot once they're done. It is. It's gonna be in a different location though. And you're so... gonna trick me into drinking Beverly again. I mean, I don't think it, fool me once kind of logic applies here. <laughs> yeah, you can't really be tricked into it unless you're like willing, like secretly, you're just like, I love Beverly, but I don't want anyone else to know that I actually like it unironically. I don't some, know anyone that likes Beverly. Some people do. I I don't understand it. I I cannot remember who was it. Somebody likes it, but and we call those people masochists. <laughs> Inca Cola was good. Mm-hmm. Inca Cola is so good. My friend managed. Um, you, you do you know Razan? Either of you? No. Hey, I do. Okay, so Razan uh, used to work with me, and he's a he's an up in well, I know I, I he's a he's a cook up in a restaurant, a really nice restaurant in LA uh, called Republic. And shout out to Razan, by the way, I love you. Hey. Anyway, um, he decided to. Um, do some good over the pandemic, uh, especially early on. And he would make a, Peru- a Peruvian dish called Lomo Saltado. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but it's basically a carne, I don't know, simplified version. It's like uh, some side steak or skirt steak with French fries, peppers, onions. It's so good. And it's uh, historically originates in 
what's it called? Peru, Peru. I almost said Peruvian, uh, but it's it, it is a Peruvian dish. So he managed to hook me up with some Inca Cola. Best hey. part of the entire lockdown. Uh, you know, that reminds me of uh, I remember the old set of uh, sodas. And one of my favorites uh, to come from that is a German soda called Mesomix, which is basically orange coca-cola before it took off here i know it became a thing here fairly recently but yeah they they love that stuff over there and i found out you can actually find that in most of like your german deli markets around the area so i've definitely when i'm when i'm feeling in a celebratory mood i'll go and grab a mezzo mix um speaking of the old club cool uh yeah terry you never got to see this but there (laughs) was They took the theme very literally back in the day. Very 90s thing to do. And you used to have this big icy Arctic front with a snowmobile in front. And you used to walk through like an ice cavern to get to that tasting area. Of course they did. I, yeah, I I have nostalgia for that. But at the same time, I'm very much looking forward to the new Club Cool. Uh, Yeah, they posted some that there's, you know what I don't understand. And you know what, to be fair. I will be your best friend, Mr. Zach Ridley, if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> he's somehow an Imagineer that gets to post all this new information from his personal Instagram account. Oh, you mean oh, like wow. Ken Potrock going on a podcast and announcing Jungle Cruise and annual passes and everything? Yeah, basically that. Or, you know, Josh DeMauro being like, okay, I'm at Knott's Berry Farm now, <laughs> which yeah. was very nice to see. It was very good to see the support there. <laughs> oh, you made me think like Josh like literally up and just went to Knott's and I'm like, oh my god. How no, it was scandalous. <laughs> he was visiting, but it was their hundredth anniversary celebration, and I mean I, I, Disneyland's gotta have some representation there. There was so much of a you know <laughs> a, a a silent handshake across the two parks and a rivalry. Right. Yeah. We have to, yeah, we have to show I, them I saw... who is boss. Okay, all right. Uh, I did see that it was a picture of uh, John Storbeck, and I'm just like, hell yeah, dude. I miss you. You were awesome. Oh, yeah. Great. Well. Sorry, I'm looking at this uh, German. I I just found out that there's a very, (laughs) I don't know what what the, I don't know. I guess authentic, authentic. Jesus, I can't think anymore. Ever since I took that exam, my final exam, brain's just off. Oh, I feel that. I feel that. Anyway. Uh, we'll get to that later, Terry. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll talk, we'll talk. Save it hey. for the pods. Save it for later in the pod. We're on the pod. Anyway, I, I wanted to ask Eddie. So wait, you said wait. Orange soda. Wait, what? hang on. What? All right. So I just found out that there is an authentic German deli uh, near my house. Is it Old World? I, no, it is not. It's called okay. Continental Delicatessen. Okay, you have to uh, send me the address because my, my dad would be interested in that. Well, first of all, I would like to go with your dad and you, okay? Um, but it's it's in La Habra, and it unfortunately, what, what's the name of that soda you just mentioned? The orange Mezzo Mix. Mezzo Mix. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't see it, but who knows? <sighs> Maybe it's there in person. So I'm gonna have to go investigate with Terry and his and dad. Yeah. So it might does, be. Yeah. Does it taste like 
like a Fanta or or is it, it a creamsicle flavor? It's it's very much like if you take like if you have like a McDonald's cup and a fountain soda, you just fill it up with like ninety percent Coke, and then the last second you add that little splash of Fanta, and it just gives that nice little extra flavor. Well, you, you do know but the history more, of Fanta. More refreshing. Yeah, I, I know the history of Fanta. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, yes, let's get into the Volkswagen-sponsored uh, attractions or whatever. I don't think there are any. Test track brought to you by Chevrolet. Please give me a new Camaro. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, you can sit sit in one after it's uh, after you're done riding. See, um, I'm not I'm not even going to be a whore for Ford. I'm just I'm just going to say, like, hey, man, I like it, that. F-150 electric. You know, I do have, uh, you know, we're jumping all over the place here, but I was going to jump on <laughs> to with, uh, with vehicle sponsorships. One of my favorite uh, attractions was sponsored by a vehicle company. Um, it was an attraction that was in Disneyland, Paris, Tokyo, Disneyland, and the magic kingdom simultaneously. And it was sponsored at least in Paris by Renault. Ooh. I know, right? And the most amazing thing about it is that it starred Robin Williams in the USA version. Does his attraction have a what? name? Yes, the Timekeeper. Terry's gonna go on YouTube and just watch like hours of footage. Of oh, I can send you links. I can send you <laughs> links. I got, I got the best run-throughs of all of these. Um, He's got everything saved. Yeah. Exactly. Well, th- I mean, it was my favorite attraction because it's just so it's a. Um, 360 film uh and so it takes place in a 360 theater with the nine cameras and what's really great about that is it stars this animatronic robot called the timekeeper and he's invented a time machine and he wants to make sure it works so he's sending his assistant nine eye who has nine eyes into the past and the future to see what things look like. And because there's nine screens around you, you can see what she sees. And where it gets really funky and beautiful and French, and I love it, (laughs) is that they go to the Universal Exposition of Paris 1900, where Jules Verne and H.G. Wells met. My God. And uh, Jules Verne says, you know, I think of the possible things. You're a fantasy man. You don't, you know, your stuff is all fantasy. I can't, I can't stand it. And so Jules Verne turns around and there's some, you know, the assistant from the future. They accidentally kidnap him. And he says, okay, I'm here. Show me the modern world. Oh, God. Wow. That, that doesn't, okay. I love really complex plots. Just wait until you hear my other favorite. I have like the top three here. <laughs> You're telling me that attraction didn't pan out? Oh, wow. I'm it, it turned, so you know, shocked. it was very, very popular. The one thing that really, uh, you know, kind of marked it for the end was the fact that obviously, you know, showing him the modern world, you have to show him the biggest city in the world. Mm-hmm. And it was filmed in the mid 90s. And New York City had a certain incident around, you know, the turn of the millennia. And so the time coordinates on the time machine were kind of locked at that point. And that kind of spelled the end for that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, 
There's no real way of getting around that, is there? No. I mean, similar thing happened with Back to the Future, the ride, when it was in Japan, because it made it well into 2015. Oh, <laughs> and oh, so, yeah. I, I did not know it made it that far into the It decade. did. It, it really did. And so, I, you know, they played it as it was. I, th- I think what it was is that they played it as you were arriving in 1991 when the attraction opened in Florida. <laughs> Which explains why everything's so retro anyways. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, speaking of retro, uh, it's not really. I just, this is like the shittiest transition, by the way. Dude, let's go. I just want to, I just want to, I just want to profess my love for the Men in Black ride. It's so bad, but it's so fun. I don't even care how bad it is. The spinning at the end gets me kind of dizzy. But I dragged you under. I dragged you on there because I was like, you got to try this out, especially because I love the introduction and a good like 1964 New York World's Fair takeoff. I love that. <laughs> I mean, OK, I will say this. The guy that we had was pretty good playing the part. It was the main nerd of, of Men it in was, Black was, Alien Attack. Yes. I, yes, dude, I love those. I love that pre-show guy. Oh, my God. Well, I, well, I, I mean, to be fair, I got I guess we all got good ones. So. Mm hmm. It's one of those luck of the draw things, but you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be the type to be complaining if I didn't get it. But you know, there are some. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Maybe, maybe that person that I got is like, you know, me in 2017, just like saying whatever he wants at that point. Aliens, yeah, shoot him in the face. It's Jules Verne <laughs> come back from <laughs> with a vengeance. Jesus, show me those aliens and where they are. From the Earth to the Moon. <laughs> Send you back to Earth. Yikes. And then you gotta do the Will Smith Welcome to Earth. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess if we're here, I might as well knock out my other last, like, big favorite one. Which, again, is, a, I guess, in a strange way, an odd attraction. You know, I was thinking about this earlier as well. You could describe normal attractions, and they could sound bizarre. For instance, the main attraction in Wonders of Life was called Body Wars, which was using the Star Tour simulator. It was a oh. film directed by Leonard Nimoy, and the plot oh. was you get shrunk down, sent into the bloodstream, and you have to go help an assistant who's um, been shrunk down as well and is supervising a splinter that is healing. I mean, that sounds like a plot to a Magic School Bus episode. I was literally just about to say, so it's like, honey, I shrunk the kids... And uh, Magic School Bus had a baby, and that's the movie. And that's why, like, Living with the Land is great because oh, it's God. because it still has that educational portion. But the w- reason why it stands out so much is because everything else that had that is gone. Uh, s- but speaking of Epcot stuff, and you know, lear- learning something, as long as you make it fun, it can be uh, entertaining. My other favorite attraction was uh, a favorite among many, surprisingly, at the end. It was called Ellen's Energy Adventure. Oh, hell yes, yeah. 23 minutes, baby. See, it I was... never got to go on there. So you're Wait, was it 23 it. or was it longer? 40. 40, oh my god. What it's a fraction. It's a 41-minute adventure through Ellen's uh, imagination, or through her dream. Yeah. I'll and... tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. They, they canceled the ride at the right time. 
right before she got canceled. Yeah, that's fair. I can give you that. But wait, the- wait wasn't that recent that it got closed? I thought it closed in like 2016 or 2017. 20, 2017, but that you oh, know okay. that's fairly recent. Um, God, well, gosh, now I'm thinking about it. Oh my. Um, but yeah, if you want a quick description of what it was, so they were uh, they wanted to update the universe of energy pavilion, but at that point, again, they wanted to keep some education value to things and you know utilize the same themes. So they thought, okay, what can we do for energy? So for some reason, some brilliant Imagineer out there, whoever you are, you're my favorite person on the earth. You said, let's have Ellen DeGeneres host, and what we'll do is we'll have her have a nightmare that she is on Jeopardy. (laughs) And all the categories are about energy. So her New York City neighbor, Bill Nye the Science Guy, (laughs) comes to help her out. And I'm just like, how did this not get pitched for a sitcom after the fact? I would love to see Ellen having like normal conundrums and then just all of a sudden bill nye comes over he's like well hello ellen you see we could fix this up with science oh man but there's a great line that's just like that in the attraction in the opening where you know he comes over for the first time and she's like oh what do you need well i need a paper clip some string and a kettle oh another hot day huh <laughs> It's just oh, the writing was so good. And the the only thing that really killed that one, at least for me, like writing it towards later years, you know, that's the hard thing about science attractions. Not only do, you know, certain things change, you know, they talk about nuclear fission and other stuff that's a little less kosher these days. But they also mentioned facts about how much supply they had left. And for an attraction built in 1997... When they start saying, we found 60 years of natural gas. No, that's only like 20 years more than 40. And you're like, oh, it's been 20 years. (laughs) That joke is now at the point where it is itself. Oh, 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 wow. I didn't even think of that. Yep. But yeah, I I severely miss it. And again, (laughs) for Terry's information, I don't believe I'll be going on Guardians of the Galaxy uh, coaster for the coaster purposes. But I hope that there's some sort of reference in the queue because it does appear to be very elaborate. And in fact, you know, taking up the entirety of what once was the show building. And then they had to build a whole nother building for the coaster behind it. Is that what, what they're doing with that space? Yeah, that'll be Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Ooh, that does sound interesting, though. So, uh, yeah, so Epcot 2022. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I may or may not have an in at Universal Studios that I can neither confirm nor deny. So, <laughs> so not Epcot. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That, that's, that's you guys. I will be right. at Universal Studios Florida where I will be riding Back to the Future and E.T. Back to if the Future is gone. <laughs> It's no, not Back to the Future. Sorry, not um. God damn it, Men in Black. That's what I meant. <laughs> okay, that's fair. To be fair, the the next one down that's time travel related was uh, Terminator Two 3D, and that's gone too. I just I just really miss when they shot you with bullets when that was kosher, but like it's definitely not kosher anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that that turned yeah. into uh, Transformers, right? No, it's it's a new attraction. Same, similar sort of thing. It's the Bourne uh, Spectacular. Oh, uh, okay. 
I, I, I've seen some clips. It's all right. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's Jason Bourne. Oh God! What a what a line! It's okay, so iconic. I, I, it's great. Okay, this is my biggest gripe about uh, Universal Studios Orlando. What you got? What you got? Lay it on me. All right. Cat in a Hat Land or not? Doctor Seuss oh, Land. Cat in a Hat's great. <laughs> okay, That's... the ride the ride is great. The land is a little. Oh my God! It's jarring. It, it's odd. Um, no. So you get on Spider Man. And yeah. you go through the ride, and you're like, oh, okay, that, that's pretty cool. Then it made me on, cry. Then you go on Transformers, and then you're like, wait a minute, this seems familiar. It's the same exact thing. It's like exactly. It's like a... it, it wait, is... no, no, no. We can't. You can't be mad at that if Indiana Jones is the same thing as Dinosaur. Yeah, you cannot. You, but you can't tell that Dinosaur and Indy are the same. You oh yeah, you can. Tell. You can very much tell. Like in the beginning, like no, the whole experience. I mean, not you can't tell that the track layout is the same. And to be fair, for the most part, I don't believe the average guest notices that Spider-Man and uh, Transformers has the same effects in the same order. But you know, definitely the beginning portions for both, you can tell they're the same thing. But they utilize the, each base well, I think. Thank you, Eddie. See, some of us are cultured, and we are aware. I, I just, I don't, I don't like it. I, I just don't. Well, you know, one of the like rumors that was flying around when they made Transformers the ride, right? No. Well, obviously, it's utilizing the same system, and like I say, all the effects happen in the exact same order, and the show scenes are the same. The only difference between the two, really, is that Transformers is multiple levels, um, but that's it. So. The idea was perhaps they were planning on making an urban city replacement area for a certain, you know, comic book franchise that had, you know, been bought by another competing company. <laughs> so there's the there's the possibility that that could have happened. But I guess by the point at which they opened Hollywood and they announced Florida's, uh, that had been so moot that they were like, okay, build the other one. They uh, Apparently they're very expensive, but Universal was just like, yep, build another one. It's like the third one, because uh, Singapore was the first, I believe. I mean, when, when, you know, when screens and water guns are your bread and butter, you know, you might as well just keep going with it at that point. At that point, it's more expensive for the building. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I mean, have you have, have you noticed that every oh, a lot of attractions at Universal is like, congratulations, you survived some you know death experience. That's that's the other thing I was going to mention about Universal that I find hilarious and a little bit jarring once you notice it. Um, a lot of people say, oh, they shake you around and spray you with water. Yeah, that. That makes sense. It's the clapping. It's the everybody clapping when you get back to the the unload area. I'm just like, I I did something today. Yeah, I I'll, yeah, oh my god. <laughs> I've I've just realized like, oh my god, wow, they do just clap every time you come back into unload. Yeah. Because yeah, like, oh hey, you survived. God. Could you imagine if we did that like at Indiana Jones? Like Congratulations! Get out. I mean, God. we basically we we could have done that at like we actually no we a lot of people did that at Jungle where it's just like okay <laughs> great job everybody we made it get out right I feel like that's a very individual like celebration on the boat though it's it's not the whole dock going like whoa this boat okay, yeah, yeah. Get back and your unloaders definitely aren't clapping they're they're just. 
can you just can you just move it along so I can <laughs> right like, and, to, can... and to be fair, I'm arguing in favor of the if, of the not because it does get a bit repetitive and ridiculous once you do notice it. Imagine it... the people at at indie like clapping, congratulations, you survived. Now you belong in a museum. Right. <laughs> oh gosh. You know, speaking of shows, uh, you just reminded me of one of my like early, earliest Universal Studios memories as a child. Backdraft. Now that... Backdraft, yes. Now that's a show, baby. Oh, I thought yeah. I was gonna I thought I was gonna die in there. Oh, so good. Oh, it's so it's that was amazing. That's one of those ones where it I don't necessarily wish it were back, but what an experience it was. It's very much so, like it's like a rite of passage at this point. Just thinking about like how like concerned I was for my well being and like everything was okay, but I was like, oh my god. And just thinking about how fresh that is in my in my mind, I'm like, what an attraction. I, I miss the hell out of it. Yeah. Jay, um, do you have any attractions that you just dearly miss? Um, a lot of the stuff I like is still kind of there. Oh, Did well. you go to the parks a lot, like when you were young? Yes. Like, what? Well, um, golly, what's what's one that you wish you could have gone on? Oh, that's a good question. That is a good question. Um, something that's probably not there anymore. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I would guess. <laughs> um, what about Back to the Future? Okay, let me let me talk. Let's go to Florida. How about how, how about Doc Brown's Chicken? That's number two oh, on my list. I love I actually, it. I had that. It was still there when I went for the first time to Universal. Don't you miss it? I miss it. I love The Simpsons, and I would still rather have Doc Brown's Fried Chicken over. I've Phoenix's only had it chicken. once, but uh, so oh. universe like Universal in my lifetime, I've only been there four times, maybe. Um. I have to say the great movie ride. I've never been on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. That's a great attraction. It was spectacular. It was really fantastic. I I mean, the animatronics did not age well, but man, was it interesting. Like I, I, I enjoyed spending 15 minutes on that attraction. Well, and, genuinely. The, and the fact that you had your different movie riders that would guide you along. And yeah. in a way, you got two of them. So even if one wasn't, up to snuff which to be fair they were all hands all of them <laughs> like mm-hmm. you, you you knew that coming up at some point there would be something else i just you know now that i think about it i really would want to know what it would have been like if sean did that attraction yeah he oh, would have been good at it been great no no, no. i feel like I, I feel like there's just parts where he would just be like oh god i gotta do this okay and then he'd just like sneak in his own little opinions about everything. <laughs> I would, to be fair, I would love that. <laughs> he would just be like, okay, and here's uh, here's Casablanca. It's pretty overrated. Anyway. Uh... I, f- <laughs> I feel like in that case, it would be less like a, like a his boat. And he would just take it as like more a Kip or Reese. Very dry. Just like, <laughs> this, yeah, this thing. Look at this, huh? <laughs> oh my god he'd get so many guest concerns oh. love it missed opportunity anyway you were speaking about uh backdraft did i tell you that i've been on the disney attempt at backdraft 
There wasn't a there was a Disney attempt. I'm not I'm not big on like Disney history except for what we what I was shown uh in certain training days. Okay, yeah. No, there's there's a whole like legacy of interesting things like the studio tour in Florida used to be basically as long as Ellen's like 40 minutes and there was a whole walking section. It was bizarre. But yeah, uh it wasn't an attempt at backdraft itself. But the film Armageddon oh. was coming out, <laughs> and they said, "Well, you know, Universal's got this uh, pyrotechnics display, special effects kind of thing." And I had never seen Armageddon, but me as a small child went to Disneyland Paris, and <laughs> at the Studios Park, they had a special effects display for Armageddon, where you get into this ship. And you were stuck in there, and you gotta go defeat the giant. Is it that? Is that the one with the asteroid? I don't remember. It was just stuff goes on around you. You're like, this is not backdraft. <laughs> oh, oh, I just man. thought about a, a Disneyland attraction that I would have loved to have gone on, but wasn't. Able it's to too late, Terry. We've moved on. No, go ahead, go ahead. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> this is my show. Um, <laughs> this is yeah. my tree. Uh, to to quote the uh, Bugs Bunny meme, our show, all right? That, that's true. It is our show. Um, big Chungus be, has spoken. Yes, Big <laughs> Chungus. Uh, it would have been Rocket Rods. Um, when it was still around, I did not meet the high requirements. I couldn't go oh. on it. And next time we went, it was gone. I when can did see they get rid of Rocket Rods? Uh, like, God, when was it? Uh, it left Two, in like 2000. 2000 yeah, 2000. Did, I thought they revived it for like a very short period of time, and they were like, "Oh, this is not structurally." It was every couple of months. Uh, oh, they kind of like tried to bring it back. Uh, yeah, I say two thousand, two thousand one, because I remember they filmed it for the original Soren, and you can see it, the marquee lit up oh. over on the right side when you're flying by, and that was kind of like the last vestige of it. Uh, but I can totally see you being a Rocket Rods junkie. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah, that makes sense. That actually tracks. It blows my mind that they made the suspension out of wood. Uh, There's a lot of things that blow my mind about that attraction. How how cheaply it was made. God, yeah. Well, and now the other unfortunate thing is everybody talks about, you know, bring back the people mover. And I think (laughs) a hot take, everyone. Here it comes. I think it's time to tear out the people mover track at Disneyland. How dare you, Detective Diaz? I can. I, I agree. I can. Here's the thing. I can state my my point here. Uh, I went to a very nerdy Disney talk a long time ago uh, with Tony Baxter involved, and it was one of those things where he said, "In order for us to make the People Mover again, it would have to classify legally as a new attraction because it had been so long and it had not been the previous attraction, so it cannot be grandfathered in under old rules. Therefore, Uh. it must fall under every guideline of uh, safety, of which the old track very much does not, even in the calm People Mover days, because you would have to have evacuation ladders every 14 feet Jesus. And the track would have to be twice as wide so people can walk along with guide rails. So essentially it's the same sort of thing that happened when they extended the pathway for Alice in Wonderland. 
it's still a great attraction and it still has a lot of stuff but the thrill of just you know careening off the edge well your wild mouse coaster kind of type thing gone just it would be completely gone your your view of tomorrowland and the people would be gone and then <laughs> the other thing that you know in my opinion really kind of negates its return a lot of people reminisce about the people mover and i think they're thinking of disney worlds because they actually ran on two very different systems disney right. worlds runs on the magnetic induction system so it pushes itself along with alternating currents and it's very smooth and very nice ours had goodyear tires stuck into the track every couple of feet running at different speeds to control the speed of the vehicle and it just rattles along and <laughs> comes comes along and you know uh it was peaceful, but in a way that you kind of expect that little bit of trun uh, trundling there. So I mean, ours is older. Yeah. No, and the technology checks, but at that point, if it's going to be more like that Alice in Wonderland redo, which again, I think the Alice turned out fine, but I don't think that would be fine if that's the entire attraction. I think it's just time to tear it out and have, you know, clear up that beautiful view that you could have of just the, the sky coming down and, you know, the optimistic future. And then, you know, we can worry about Astro Orbiter too at that time. You know, what I think Tomorrowland needs is more kinetic energy. It just feels so dead right now. Yeah, that and that's the thing. It would bring back that. It would be very much like it's very needed. Right, because every time you think futuristic, I just think a lot of kinetic energy, a lot of movement. The world on the move, yeah. Yeah. Mark, I thoughts? Just, I, <laughs> I, I just, I, I think of the future and I think of the Jetsons. So my, I, I, I have nothing to contribute to Tomorrowland. I like the People Mover. Uh, I'm contrary to how I was vocalizing. How dare you? Um, I don't particularly care. <laughs> as long as as long as Space Mountain is there, at the end of the day, I'm pretty happy. You know what? You know what? I do have one thing. I do have a gripe. You know what? Bring back Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Make Honey I Shrunk the Kids great again. I you know what? That's I really honest. liked it. And to be fair. For a long time, it had a lasting effect on everything else because for some reason, you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience said, let's put a big old notch in the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and so every movie preview was just there with a big old chunk out of the corner. Oh, man. Or, or bring back Captain EO again, again. No, mm. I'm okay. I, uh, I, I've, I've had enough Hooter in my life. I'd be. <laughs> last your lifetime. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be whatever. I'd be, I, mean, I, I wouldn't be mad, but I wouldn't, you know, be crying for joy. But then again, I wasn't a Captain EO junkie, anyways. There, there are people who are like massive Captain EO nerds, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's a little much for me. But are they EO nerds or are they MJ nerds? Yes, I think there's, they kinda, a, there's an overlap. Yeah. yeah, there's there's that Venn diagram of like Disney files, Michael Jackson stands, Captain EO stands. That's the middle part. Okay. And I, it's very much, I think, like the similar vein of people that, uh, you know, like re really like Walt Disney stuff and then follow his passions of like, OK, he really liked trains. So they become like train fanatics. And then you have, you know, Michael Jackson. He really liked Walt Disney. So you have those kind of like connections. OK, all right. But yeah. 
Oh, I, I almost forgot. There was one other really great uh, attraction that was technically part of the studio tour, and it ran here at California Adventure for a very short time. Uh, it was called Back to Neverland. Oh, and it's, man, I don't... Ooh, where was that? I don't remember that. It is where Turtle Talk with Crush is right now. Oh. So utilize that theater space. Um and it was really one of my favorite things because, again, very sentimental, very sweet. It starred Robin Williams. Oh. There's a trend here, I know. Robin <laughs> Williams and Walter Cronkite. Ooh. Oh, that's an interesting mix. Right? And they teach you the process behind Disney animation. So basically, from uh, essentially Robin Williams, this was his first thing he ever did for disney he um he wore a very particular outfit too which if i describe it to you you might notice where they made a little reference to it from it was a bright yellow hawaiian shirt a goofy hat and a camera slung around his neck that's the same outfit that the genie wears at the end of aladdin oh wow but yeah before that he was the the tourist at Disney World that gets picked by Walter Cronkite to be a voice of an animated character, and they uh, they take him and they put him into a Peter Pan story where he becomes a little lost boy and gets uh, trapped in the animation, uh, trying to fight off Captain Hook. Man, wow, that's that. Yeah, that is actually really interesting. I never, I never knew that. I didn't even know that attraction existed. So, wow. Yeah. Well, what's really nice is the director, um, oh, a few years ago, leaked his own personal copy onto the internet. So there is a very nice uh, copy on uh, the internet floating around there from that. But what's also interesting about that is prior to this, a lot of the attractions that you'll see that were theater attractions like that or Honey, I Shrunk the Audience or The Making of Me, <laughs> um, Disney ran films at really weird frame rates in the parks so that you wouldn't notice it if you're watching it, but if you were trying to capture it on a camera, on a video recorder, it would l- appear very glitchy, very epileptic-inducing. Oh, God. And so a lot of people take time in restoring that kind of stuff now, especially because, you know, Disney doesn't care about that anymore, especially for screen stuff. Half the time it's 3D, so you won't even notice it anyways. Okay, Eddie, question. Why why is your favorite attraction Super Silo? (laughs) Oh, no. We've come to this. No, say it ain't so. Yeah, I don't even like Monsters Inc. I I am among the few. The, the, the I don't know how to describe them. Not proud. The few. Heretic. Yeah, that got to ride Superstar Limo. I'm not saying I enjoyed it, but I I remember distinctly Drew Carey leaning out and offering me a map to Star's Homes. Oh, Whoopi no. Goldberg there at the end to greet me at the Chinese Theater. See, I thought for a hot second. I thought for a hot second we were going to talk about um, Aerosmith, the Aerosmith ride, 
And I'm like, what do you mean, Terry? That's a great ride. Then I realized Superstar Limo is the Drew Carey one. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> this took a dark turn. Yeah, this is this is not Rock and Roll Coaster featuring Aerosmith. This is, <laughs> this is Superstar Limo featuring Jim Carey. Yeah, it's it's not great. I cannot say it's good. But I will say I do know of one attraction I think is lesser in an effort way. Okay, what's that? Because I feel like Superstar Limo, at least there was effort put into how bad it was. Like, oh, I'm making a caricature, you know, and somebody was really happy about it. I don't know why, but, you know, <laughs> and the end result's not great, but somebody worked on it and you can tell that. That's weird, but it's there. The one where you can't really tell <laughs> that it. So, how do I even introduce this? Are you guys familiar with the Imagination Pavilion at Epcot? Yes. Mildly, yes. Yes. So, currently, it's a cute little attraction with Figment and uh, Professor Nigel Channing, which is portrayed by Eric Idle, who doesn't even remember working on this, <laughs> which is great. Um, and before it, there was, at it, when it opened, it was this long uh attraction basically like your haunted mansion level of quality uh attraction about the imagination with Dreamfinder and you know and figment trying to capture pieces of the imagination and you know go into the dark horrors and the bright fantasy and theatrics that come from your imagination and it's a a classic and a lot of people's favorites but you know, if you're in the know, you know, and I don't think there's necessarily that many. There was an attraction in between <laughs> that utilizes the same track as the current version, which is shortened from the original, and does not include Figment. It was called Journey into Your Imagination. Oh. And oh. it's it's really bizarre. Because it opened around the same time as Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. So yeah, they still had Eric Idle as like the main star of this attraction. And the first thing he does is insult you. (laughs) (laughs) You roll up to what they call like a brain scanner. And they're like, oh, you don't got a lot going on up there. (laughs) And it's just, they (laughs) show you like a mirror with just like, you know, screwballs and things going on. Just like nothing. So let's... See what your imagination can do. And they just start blasting you with like sounds from different spots. And that's why you have the sound room there now and all this stuff. (laughs) And it's just this bizarre, bizarre attraction where it's just nothing's going on. Just random things are happening. Most of the area around you is just in black because there's nothing. And it passed for an attraction for so little time that, and everybody complained about it because it didn't really have Figment. Figment shows up at the end for a split second. He's the one on the moon and that they had to make the current version. (laughs) And people are, you know, so, so about the current version, but you know, and it's probably time for a redo. I feel like people might be like, I feel like people might be like, so, so on like the actual show, but people fucking love Figment. That's I mean that's why he deserves better. I do, I I love Figment myself, but at the same time it's like I'm fine with the current attraction. I think it's okay. It doesn't it's not as provoking as the original, but it's far far from journey into your imagination. And that's to be fair, why it's called the current version Journey into Imagination with Figment. <laughs> oh man. 
I am learning so many things about that attraction that I had no idea about. It really, you know, it's a fascinating beast. And it did one of the earliest version of things that, a, a technique that they use now a lot. Uh, it's where the ride vehicle and a show scene sync up in a circular motion so that you spend more time with a certain show scene than you would just passing by it. Hmm. And that, you know, that technically started with carousel progress, but you don't move with the carousel stuff. And they utilize that now, even with like, I know Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey does that kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. a few other things. But yeah, it was one of the first to utilize that. And you know what they did to that? That's where they cut off the track and that's where the load area is now. You wonder why it's on a curve? That's why. (laughs) Interesting. That is interesting to note. So uh, I want to talk about one last topic. Yeah. And uh, that is the Jungle Cruise. Ooh. Starring The Rock in theaters summer 20... I don't know. I actually don't know when it's July 30th on Disney Plus Premier Access and theaters. Yeah. What a good cast member. Look at that. Who's a cast member? (laughs) No one's a cast member. Yeah. They're not going to listen to this. The biggest biggest cast member is The Rock. Yeah. I am the cast member. Is he on roster? It doesn't matter. Okay. Oh, God. oh, God, Jesus Christ, Terry. It hurts my soul every time you do it. Fine, then you do <laughs> it. Don't... Then you do it. Then you do it. It doesn't matter. See, you got you to gotta put gusto into it. You got to put soul into it. I screamed right into my mic. Like, I yelled. Yeah. I leaned. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's that. God. Oh, my God. I am so sorry if you're listening. I don't know what came over us. <laughs> I was listening at this point. They saw the guest was Eddie, and they left. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what it's it's probably just how the show goes at this point we've been talking for almost an hour if not an hour and, hey we have hit an hour what do you t- what do you mean um so it's almost like it's on the uh, screen right there uh you know hey, reading, the listeners can't hey, see hey, it. I, hey. I i i already prefaced that i have shut off my brain all right Since all right anyway last, yeah, yeah. What would you like to talk about, Terry? About our beloved Jungle Cruise? Well, let, let's talk about let's talk about the future of the Jungle Cruise and uh, what changes we might be seeing very soon in the summertime, mm. according, to Ken, according to Ken Padrock. Yes, according We're, to this is pure speculation. Yes, yeah, this is speculation. I mean, to be fair, we can speculate based on concept art that has been released by the Disney Parks blog, and you can check it out there, as well as on uh, the Instagram account of Zach Ridley. <laughs> hmm. What would you like to say, Terry? Uh, you, you start. Um, I am looking forward to these changes. I, I think, uh, you know, the Jungle Cruise needed some love, and we're... F- you know finally seeing it to get to that love i agree i think um i know a lot of people are temperamental about the changes and you know things that they once had and are now gone and you know i i'll I'll decline to comment on those i don't think they were necessarily malicious in any way but people don't necessarily feel comfortable and that's that's okay at this point to say, you know, we want to appeal to a broader audience. And I think Jungle better than any other attraction. 
especially I really think Pirates of the Caribbean has gotten a lot of the some of the worst stuff of all this kind of st- uh, changes and things. Um, but I think of all of them, Jungle is the best because everything that happens in it is by the turn of the boat. You know, everything around the corner is a different adventure uh, and it's a big jungle. And what happened in the past uh, doesn't have to be the same adventure that you go on now. And I think that really is not only a boon to the people creating the attraction, uh, uh, the current stuff, but also the fact that they are putting so much love into this. When I see that concept art, I see that it was made by somebody who uh, was a skipper. And I see that it was somebody who, you know, understands the the comedy without necessarily trying to interject something of their own. It definitely tries and captures the essence of the scenes as they are. And I know that for a fact they are trying to make sure that, you know, skippers can take or leave whatever they want. The extended story is there if they really want to dive into it or even have it for their own personal logs. <clears throat> But, you know, they can make of it what they will. If they want to say pretty much the same jokes, except for a few scenes that they've always said, should should be perfectly fine in that case. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to deep diving on this new story. Uh, I like to deep dive on, you know, attraction backstory. So this will be, it'll be fun. Yeah. Mark? I have nothing to say about the person that uh, you mentioned about designing this attraction. I have nothing nice to say at that point. <laughs> Fair. I worked with him, and I don't like him, so that's all I gotta say. <laughs> I, but, you know... Uh, I will say, I will say, um, objectively, uh, I kind of view it maybe incorrectly. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, the same way that I viewed what's that goddamn movie called? Rogue One. So I think objectively rogue people one, love rogue one i want you to know this i'm aware <laughs> i i have been that people if you if, if people who listen to this don't know me they're in for a rough surprise but the people <laughs> who do know me they know that what's about to come i think that rogue one was just a movie to cover up a plot hole it's essentially an excuse for a money grab plot hole at a Star Wars movie. And if it was an independent of Star Wars entity, like just a sci-fi space battle of the little guys, sign me up 10 times out of the week or ten times, seven times out of the week, 24, seven, 365. But because there's like, oh, let's plug up the plot hole of why there's a vent in, in, the, in the Death Star. I mean, honestly, event is plausible in general. You don't need like, oh, I'm going to put this hole there so that I can rectify my mistakes from for working for the Empire. And like, sorry, that was a really bad Mads Mikkelsen, but whatever. Deal with <laughs> that it. That was Mads. <laughs> it's all. It's the only Mads Mikkelsen I can do, all right? And it's a bad one at that. So we're just going to leave it there. But close the point I'm trying to make. I'll be back for your Indy 5 uh, coverage. <laughs> <laughs> anyway the point i'm trying to make is i just yeah. feel like um the redesign of the attraction from basically anything everything i've heard of and this is not to say that i've done deep research into it um it just feels like 
let's capitalize on one of the world's biggest movie stars uh, going right now. And hopefully we can get some more foot traffic in the door. That's just what it feels like to me. And I, like I said, correct me if I'm wrong. I, I understand. but I, I, I can see that. And definitely I understand. Again, this is one of those things where I say, you know, the the stories that are there are take it or leave it. And that can be a hazard for those that don't understand. You can leave a lot of it. Right, right. <laughs> Some people will want to include everything. And, you know, I used to be that way. I uh, Back in the day when I was a sprightly young person, I would, you know, fit in as many words as possible and then you know kip came and he's like less is more less is definitely more i learned that too yeah so it's like i again it's one of those things where uh i think it's it's working out where it will be very much in the same vein but and as for your other point of you know getting more foot traffic in the door I I say I'm here for it. The only problem is the queue space for <laughs> certain things, but it's nice to have a little bit of love for the jungle at this point because it you know there was uh, you know there was a rough period of time where the the skips had free reign of the jungle and it was this big party kind of thing and then it was a everybody, west of attractions right and then people caught on and then it became this very popular thing i mean when i went as a kid if jungle cruise was upstairs it's too long and that only happened like three days a year and and now it's that every single day <laughs> so you know i i get that it's going to be popular and hopefully people get what they wait for but I think definitely getting more people to pay attention to it will be a benefit because surprisingly about a large amount of people skip it in very weird ways. I've, you know, definitely know of people that come at night and are like, oh my goodness, I didn't know you did this at night. Yeah, um, I was actually talking to somebody in my ornithology lab um, and they were like, the whole thing, whenever somebody finds out that I used to do the boat thing, uh, they, they, they get like so disgusted with it. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. My, that was that was a weird intonation. I didn't mean that to be boat super thing. disgusted. You're that fine. boat thing. Um, but no, whenever uh, somebody who's a Disney, I wouldn't say like stand, but I guess a Disney regular or regular enough, whenever they find out that I did that, they. I offer like, hey, do you want to hear some jokes? And they're and I just end up doing the whole thing. <laughs> to and then usually at some point we get to a part about like how I love doing it at night. Um, there, there's a pun for everybody there. Uh, but I used to love working the attraction at night because it's just it's it, it's a whole different ball game, you know. Whether it's like the people that are working with you or just the attraction itself, it's entirely different from the day side. I love and the she vibe was like, at nighttime. Huh? I love the vibe at nighttime. Nightside is great. I love nightside. Um I just didn't like going home at twelve thirty at night. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um I do, however, uh, to get back to my point, she told me like, yeah, she she'd never been on it at night and she's like a regular and I'm like Oh. Man, this is this is a common thread. Like people who are like regulars are just like, Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna go on a jungle cruise tonight, I'm gonna go home. Oh, they, you know, people, and again, I don't want to be rude, but you, you, they repaint a snake or they move it from one side of the jungle to the other, or even just leave it alone. 
somebody will come up to you and just go, oh my goodness, that's new! I've never <laughs> seen that before! And I'm like, it's been there since at least 63. I literally think the same thing. Like, oh, now that you're saying that, I think about the, like the boa constrictor at yep. the end, and I'm just like, no, that's been there. But I don't have the heart to just be like, no, dude, you're wrong. I'm, I'm usually like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, it might might be recent. I'm not sure. And then <laughs> they're off with their happy, their merry way, not knowing anything different. That's can we right. can we get some love for the boa constrictor, please? Ever everyone, just wherever you're at in chat, just say love boa constrictor. If you made it this far, type love boa constrictor. Let us know you're <laughs> actually listening. Hashtag I love boa constrictors, and you know it can be a weird hashtag. I don't know what you're into. But, you know, just say it. They love being choked out. Okay. okay, Terry. They're, they're the king has returned! Absolutely hey, we got, no we have subtlety. To go full circle. We have to go full circle. Bring it back around. Yep. Alright, cool. Terry also loves to not pull out. There you go. Oh, God. Now, okay. Have we gone full circle enough for you, Terry? That is, that is very full circle. Welcome to episode one of the Benchwarmers podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Alright, um... I think we're at that point, huh, Terry? We're we're at that point. Yeah. All right. So uh, we like to do this thing because the show is modeled after Seinfeld, where there is no show, or at least there's no plot. We at least just, not this we week. Just, we just show. That's it. That's it. We just do show. Uh, so for longtime listeners, you'll understand that this is the segment we like to lovingly call uh, Top of the Muffin to you, where we detail the tops of our muffins of our lives. Uh, The top of the muffin is regarded usually as the best part of the muffin. Okay. Did Eddie push the nut button? Eddie just nutted. Okay. Eddie nutted twice to the thought of the top of the muffin. Awesome. That's just just awesome how great the top of the muffin are. Anyway. I I have a nut button too. I don't have a nut button, but I do have a bullshit button. All right, push Uh, it. Oh, God, I have to get up. Oh, next episode. <laughs> next episode. Anyway, uh, let's let's go. Let's go ahead and dive into our. Oh my God! All right, Eddie has nutted three times, four times. No, that was Terry. All right, Terry has nutted twice. Yeah, three times. Thrice. Now. Oh my. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> it was. It, it's, yes, it's a nut muffin. You know, maybe maybe I do just get up, and maybe I just don't come back to my chair where I'm doing this, and you just finish the podcast. Well, Eddie, you're anyway. Hired. <laughs> anyway um boy do i know how to warm a bench <laughs> the, so do either of you want to go first um okay i don't have anything but if i Terry, you said that last time come on you gotta I have really something don't. there's nothing happening right now it's been a it's been a lull um this month. all right do you have at least a, a stump uh okay um so, I got in trouble for not mentioning somebody uh, last episode. So, hi, Danny. Ooh, How Terry's un- in trouble. I'm telling. No, How uninclusive. I know, right? Anyway, Terry I is now, exclusive. So. All right. Well, you've <laughs> rectified a wrong, much like the producers of Rogue One have rectified <laughs> a stupid plot hole. So, I'm so sorry. I can't do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> just like we're we're gonna get to the point where there's a Rogue One ride, and I'll be back again. <laughs> you just be like, we were talking about this. There's gonna be a Rogue One ride. I'm going to stand outside of that attraction. I'm going to hold a piece of cardboard that says, "This ride is a plot hole." Are you gonna protest it? Yeah, I will. I will. All right. But to be fair, the first Star Tours was a plot hole too. Yeah. Uh, third Death Star. God. Star Tours, what are you doing here? This is restricted airspace. It's one of my favorite lines of all time. That's so then, good. Then I'm thinking airspace. You're in. We're in space. Space. The last. <laughs> the last time I heard that, it was in French. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark, can you say it in French? Uh, I can say it in Quebec French, but okay, Quebec French is more literal. So, uh, God, no, it's not. I, would, I guess I would because it's a English name. Status, qu'est-ce que tu as fait ici? This is Captain Rex from the cockpit. I am currently experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> we will be returning back to our home port momentarily. Ugh, can't speak today. Fermentarily. <laughs> Are we fermenting things now on this uh, podcast? Apparently, we're fermenting our ending. <laughs> oh, very good. Oh, boy. Very good. You know what? That's a top of the muffin for me. Uh, I don't know about you, Terry. <laughs> that was it? Okay. That Glad. Whoa, that was damn service. good. That was damn good. All right. Uh, it's not. That's not it for me. But um, All right. So, Eddie, do you have anything? A top? Top of the muffin. Top of the muffin. Ooh. There's been a couple good things. Uh, I'm a collector, and they just released uh, an entire wave of figures based on the new Disney Plus shows. So that would be WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and Loki. And I was able to secure a whole case of them. So I was very happy, and I was able to put together the Build-A-Figure, and I'm very, very happy about that. Of course Congratulations. Well, thank you. All right. Anything else? Do you have a stump you want to discuss? You don't have to. <laughs> Bottom of the muffin. I'll, I'll say it. I'll definitely like, you know, put it put it on record. Yeah, this past week not great. My uh, my grandma passed away oh, man. at the Sorry age of, at the age of a hundred and two. Wow, that's a long life, man. That's a very long. Yeah, lots of history. It's 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 an interesting thing because I you know. I feel sadness, but she lived an amazing, incredible, long life, and we did everything for her. We did; ev- she took every opportunity, and you know, we we don't really have any regrets. And I think that's just the weirdest piece I've ever had with something this tragic. Yeah, and yeah, I I'm glad to get that out there. Just say that I'm really proud yeah. of who she was, and. That's good. Proud that we had her for this long, so that's my bottom. What do you, what do you guys got? <laughs> so Terry, Terry's got his bottom. He got scolded, but I, I just want to say condolences. But I am glad that you're doing okay, and well, I'm glad you. that you're at peace, relative peace with it. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. That's that's yeah. the hard. That's the hardest part. It really is. Yeah. Mark, Mark knows what uh, what I went through. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Terry, or I mean, Eddie should too, if he listens. Yeah, Eddie, so. Eddie and I now, we know we share a, a common experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. On that depressing note, um, <laughs> my top of the muffin. Is and that- then we bring it around full circle and we do the making of me with Martin Short and we get to see the animated segment of Insemination. No, 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 no. We get to see the making of Terry's child because he doesn't like to pull out. And that's uh-huh. right. gone. 
full circle God. again. Yet uh, again. It's yeah. Martin Short. <laughs> Martin Short narrates Terry's sex life. Title of the sex life. <laughs> is, is that the anti-Morgan Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to talk down Morgan Freeman, hi, I'm here to narrate. What? Who's the guy I'm talking to? Where are we? Oh no! <laughs> it's very dark, and now it's bright. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, uh, before we lose total control, um, the top of my muffin is that I may or may not be done with my college career. Heck yeah! Wait, so you don't. Oh, you don't. Don't tell me we're taking physics what? again. Oh, but, Terry, that wouldn't be a top of my muffin, dude. Come on. Don't. I'm just. Me. I'm just not. You know. You're not confident. Things. No, no, no. I, 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 I don't know. I studied harder. I, I'm pretty confident, but I don't want to jinx things. It's how. Come on, Terry. We play sports. Psychology of sports. Hey, we got. We can't. If you, if you try your best, that's all that matters. Oh my God! So you're one of those normal people, huh? You know, sometimes you know, sometimes your best isn't good enough, but that's okay. If you're doing drugs, stop it. Get some help. All right, Michael Jordan. <laughs> McDonald's has oh, gave me the time and a suit to, <laughs> to to talk to you about you know drugs. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay. I think- uh, uh- yeah, so I'm likely done with my college career. I wrapped it up with a hike with my ornithology professor and my lab mates out in Palm Springs in an area called Deep Canyon. We saw a tortoise. Um, the best part about that is that the even the USGS people who go out there, I, I guess, on a weekly or biweekly basis, they have not even seen a tortoise in the entirety of the season. Wow. So... I feel I feel good about that. I feel pretty pretty happy. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm just stoked to probably be done with my college career, and now I get to do actual stuff. But now now it's a scary part where I have to get a real job, killing birds. I'm a real boy. Uh, <laughs> I'm a. Oh my god, dude! I've seen some grisly things. Like today, oh Jesus! I saw a carcass of a bird. And it's a carcass in every sense of the word because all that was left was a head, a little bit of the spine, the wings, and oh, it's clavicle. God. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> Terry, I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send. You, I don't know if you want it, but I'm gonna send you the photo. Anyway. Oh my God! <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. The head, the head is hidden, so like you can't really see. But I, I picked up the, I did pick up the, uh, the carcass, um, and I threw it into the bushes as we are supposed to do. You know, helps to feed other things. Mm-hmm. and decompose but uh i didn't throw it far enough the first time and it landed on top of a bush and i was like fuck i can't do that because it's in a public area and i can't really have people just be like what is that right so <laughs> i pick it up and i pick it up by the wing or one of the wings and the head just drops down oh no and i'm just like and i yeah. like make eye contact with it Oh God! Oh no, it you didn't because well, dead already. So. I mean, I made eye contact with an eye that's no longer operational. So oh God, All I right. guess you could say it's it's not a fully operational Death Star. Yeah, bird. I get bird. Whatever. God. It's, it's an obsession now. 
right, okay, sure. well, uh, we're we're getting into the weeds, so I'm just gonna end it here. <laughs> Fair, because I have I have a story too, but I'll save it for the next time. Yes, we're gonna have you on again, and we'll talk. We'll deep even dive. We'll deep even diver. Into... Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of Eddie again. I'm, yeah, get sure. Something like get that. it. Okay. Get it. Uh, Never uh, heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think it's time to push the ride stop on whoa, this podcast whoa, whoa, whoa. episode. Hang on. What? Hi, Danny. Hi, Danny. What are we Hi, doing? Danny. Oh. <laughs> I got to make sure I, I, I'm in good uh, standing as well, you know? Okay, I mean, so I, don't, I don't think we really count for that, and it's just... Marks! Hi, Danny! Hi, Danny. Good. Okay, so uh, we're pushing the right stop on this episode now. Attention, my friends. Oh, dear God. Sorry, but your journey has been interrupted. Oh, my God. 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 O